December. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. This old Steve comes to us by our normal old Steve field reporter, Frank Williams. Uh, you remember when Dave Chappelle, the, the, one of the most popular, greatest sketch comedy shows of all time, uh, did the segment on making the band. And it was uh, a spoof off making the band. And they had the one black Jamaican kid, Dylan. And Dave would always say his name five times. Dylan, 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 Dylan. So this is a play on that. Um, so he wants to play on that. All right. Well, who do you think the best producer is? For the Spears of Steinberg podcast? Yeah. Oh, Steve, oh, Steve, oh, Steve, oh, Steve, oh, Steve. <laughs> Which one think? of those, oh, Steve, is the better one? The first one or the fifth one? They are the same. <laughs> they all have potency. There's no one thing above the wrist. <laughs> if there's any people that are Jamaican, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Because my accent sounds pretty goddamn good to me. But I know to a real Jamaican, they'll find the intrasyncrasies and say what I'm doing wrong. How would, oh, Steve, how, do say old Steve again, though. Oh, Steve. <laughs> what do you think? That sounds right, right? It sounds right, but what do I know? What do I know? I, if, you're, if you're from Jamaica, I'm sure you're going to hear something that you go, yeah, well, this is just a... Yeah, that's why I want a real yeah. Jamaican to tell me what's what. Dude, one of the funniest Jamaican things that you did, the Jamaican voice is when about the cool breeze. The cool breeze. <laughs> But it's so cartoonish. <laughs> but it was just funny. Yeah, quick quiz. Uh, when you went, what do I know? And then I said, what do I know? What would a drunk say if you asked him did he think it was a good one? No. What would why know? Why know? Maybe if I did it in a Jamaican accent, it would have came on better. What do I know? <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember the A.G. White, comedian A.G. White, white guy out of the East Coast that has all the niggerisms. Uh, I remember shortly after 9-11, he did a joke. And he said if it had been Jamaicans on the plane, 9-11 would have never happened because uh, the, the, the fucking terrorists would have been like, we're hijacking the plane. And some Jamaicans would have been like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're looking at the brochure. It don't say nothing about the hijack. 
What do you mean an Ajax? Hijack is Ajax. You didn't say nothing in your brochure about the Ajax. What the man talking about the Ajax? <laughs> All right, I'm just talking shit till I can find what I'm looking for. Okay, G Weeks. <clears throat> Equalizer 3 and porn titles. What up, ANA? I recently watched a new Equalizer movie and I'm in agreement with some folks who thought there wasn't enough action in it. I felt it was a real shame because I was hyped from the moment Denzel smashed that gun barrel in the dude's eye and shot the others through his head. I also would have preferred to have seen a more elaborate death to the mafia leader, similar to how Denzel killed the head of the snake in the first Equalizer. It would have been interesting to see Dakota Fanning's character more involved in the action as well. I understand that Denzel is now older and it made sense for how they put it in together, how they put it together. I would definitely uh, see the fourth if he decides to do another one. As far as his acting career thus far, do either of you think he could kill in a kill it in a comedy movie? I think I saw an interview where he said it scares him, but I could be wrong. What do y'all think, Nat? What do y'all think? Now, well, before we get to your porn titles, because we want to end on a fun note, <coughs> uh, let me address. You, I, uh, yes, dog. Uh, uh, it's a bowl of mixed nuts. You can't please everybody. I disagree with you. I thought there was plenty of action. I love the way it built up. I love the fact that, again, with the with as 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 big a dicks as the as the bad guys were, the fact that they waited to almost the very end for them to get the fucking the payoff, the climactic action, it, it built it up. I wanted to see Denzel fuck these dudes up, uh, and and before that, I thought they gave you a nice little sprinkle of action leading to the big moment. Uh, so I don't agree with you there. Um, as far as a fourth, uh, do I think you could kill? Uh, yeah, I'd go see a fourth. Do I think you could kill it in a comedy? Again, I mentioned this on the podcast. I love the fact that he, he, he paid respect to comedy and the fact that you have an A-list actor of that caliber going, yeah, those uncharted waters scare me because comedy's not easy. Uh, I'd like to see him do it. I think the best thing he could do is surround himself with a lot of great comics and go off their lead. Maybe even be the straight man to their comedy if he doesn't feel he could be comedic. Uh, your take. Um, here, here's what I think, honestly, about... I, I understand why people wanted more action. I do. But there's a movie for that. And uh, we what, what's... Expendables? No, no, no. What's the movie with the... Uh, here it comes. My, I'm having it today really bad. Give me clues. Uh, give me clues. It, it just came out. With him? Uh, no, no, no. It just came out. Uh, I want to remember his name, but I can't even remember his white, name. White? Black? No. A white dude. Uh, nicest guy in the whole world. Uh, Paul Rudd? No. Uh, he, he makes the... It's the most action-packed movie ever. It's just been a series. Harrison Ford. No. Jason Statham. Oh, man. A guy from today? Yeah. The Rock? No. Who? I'm you got to give me some clue. I'm, I'm going to give you a clue. Let me let me try to find it. Oh, oh, uh, uh, fuck. Why does it go away? This is this is the worst. It's Who's in the movie with him? Can you remember the chick? No, it's him. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Holly Berry was in one of them. Berry. Yeah, everybody's yelling at it now. James Bond? No. Now I'm getting mad. Fuck. What the fuck are you talking about? And you said it just came out? Came out recently. Nicest guy ever. He he buried his guns, his money, everything in the Keanu ground. Keanu Reeves. Jesus Christ. That was hard for both of us. You should have just went, yeah. 
cans. If you would have said yeah or cans, yeah. that would have been it. Yeah, but this is now every action movie is based upon that amount of action. And just yeah. nonstop. And, you know, We're going to squeeze in dialogue where we yeah, can. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right. It's, it's incredible that Denzel, as great of an actor as that he is, he would want some dialogue and, and some buildup of emotion and character in and this fucking movie. And to show you that he can act. And yeah, well, you yeah. don't need to show us that. We know that, but. But but yeah. he wants to do that. That's yes. why he got in. That's why yes. he's an actor. Yes. So he doesn't do a movie that is is a Keanu Reeves style, kill them all, blow everything up. But there's hardly any dialogue. So yeah, I think I, I understand why you'd want that because that's what we're shown now that an action movie can have. But I think you're getting something different from a man who can act in the way that he does. So that's why it's like this. And the other part, uh, what was the second part of this uh, of the, uh, the uh, comedy? Could he do a comedy? I think now that he's older, I think he might find himself in that Robert De Niro situation where Robert De Niro didn't do comedies for a very long time and then did a few and then kind of enjoyed them. And well, then- with the exception of Meet the Fockers series, he played it safe by playing right. a, a mafioso type right. in a comedy. He still stuck to what he does well as far as that kind of character. And just turned it a little bit. Yeah, and you had Billy Crystal to play off And of. so I think that that's, that's probably this a situation that if the right script came along that he might try to do something like that. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, to to sur- that's why I'm saying if Denzel did a comedy, I think the best thing that he could do until he finds his legs, if he's looking for his legs, surround yourself with a bunch of top notch comedians. And how great would that be for guys like me or a bunch of other dudes to be surrounded by the greatest, one of the greatest actors, and certainly within our community, a a, a, a black acting royalty. It's for us to work with him or for black other black entertainers to work with him and he work off them, I think that would be the smartest move he could make. Uh, but I, I think he's I, I, ultra, ultra talented. He could do that movie. I, he could do that movie. But like you said, I think he needs someone to play off. And I think that was also something that, um, like you said, there could be a lot of co- uh, comedic actors in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to have someone... Like you, like we just said, Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal, they learned how to work. With, he learned how to work really with one other person doing comedy, and then right. built up from that. And I think that's what you need is someone that the two people can work together. And I think De Niro knows who he is. Even in Meet the Fockers, I don't want to use the word asshole, but he's playing that like an he, ex-CIA agent. He, he, he knows how to be intimidating and. He, so he's staying yeah. within the round. You ain't seeing De Niro doing Ace Ventura. Well, he's not talking out of his ass. No one else is doing Ace Ventura either. Though. Right. But, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But, but uh, I think that that's that's a good point, though, though. He, he's going to if he does it, if he finds that other actor that is a comedic actor that he has that rapport with. Right. That they can get that. They can throw those lines back and forth at each other and find the the, the comedy legs that works for him. Uh I, I think that's there, but he had what was the movie that he did? It's not really a comedy, but it has comedic tones in it. Are you going to say the comedian? Because I never saw that. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Denzel. He did a movie that he he's a little bit funny in it. A little bit funny. The only movie he did that I knew that was considered a comedy was uh, Heart Condition. That might be it then. Right. Where there's yeah, but he was young. Yeah. Yeah, he's young, and a lot of people are being funny around him. It's yeah, not, this is like him coming off a of Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, he's not carrying the. No, funny not at movie. all. Matter of fact, the the lead besides him is my man. I can't remember his name. He was the detective in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's him and that guy, I think. 
No, I think I'm fucking that up. No, I think I'm fucking that up. Anyway. It, yeah, anyway. He could do it if he wants let me ask to, you this. if he makes that decision. Do you think, certainly couldn't see him doing it now at this age, but let's just say you, you take 20 years off of Denzel. Could he do John Wick? Well, this is, I, I take the name John Wick out of it. But, but you this, just described how it's not John Wick. No, because he has the ability to put more, it's not just about the action. And I'm not saying, this, John Wick is, is action first all the way. It's action first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. With a little bit of dialogue to get you, so that you understand why he's killing everybody. He's the killing fucking everybody. dog. Okay. And it meant a lot to him because his wife it was the last thing his right. wife gave him. We know, we know, right. we we can encapsulate the reason he's killing everybody in less than probably thirty words on every single movie. Right. Uh, this is a different kind of movie. So if he wanted to make this movie, right. obviously he shows that he can do action. He could do it. Yeah, dude, I gotta say I'm really frustrated with you, Andy, because you put me through mental hell, and all you had to do was go, yeah. Uh, I could have said can. Cans. Either one, Cans. I would have got it immediately. Because you know Cans. what, dude, I'm telling you, when it happens, when it happens to Your me, like shit it, just, it, it has sticks. a seizure. It's it's it's, it's, it's like stuck, click, click 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 click, and it's not letting me go past that. I can't go past it. It was hard for me to remember uh, any of the other shit that I even said to you, which I don't even remember what I said now. God damn! When it clicks, when, I'll it, when never it happens, give you the combination to a safe. Oh, you can give it to me. I I ain't getting in it. <laughs> we, what if we had a safe? that we had a gazillion dollars in, that we had to open up Write a it certain down. amount of time or the money's gone. Write it, it down. It disappeared. Write it down. All right. uh, oh, his poor names. Uh, this is off of Grand Torino. Uh, Grand Mendingo, starring Clit Needswood. Clit Needswood. That's pretty funny. I, that's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, it's good. Grand Mendingo. Right. I, I'm trying to remember what Grand Torino was about. Grand Torino, that's with, uh, oh, I'm going to do it again. Don't. Clint Eastwood. Yes. And uh, that's where. Uh, you just got points for getting your name right on the, SI, on the what do they call that test? Uh, the SATs? Yeah, you get a certain amount of points just for getting your name right. Uh, yeah, it's it's the Clint Eastwood vehicle. Uh, yes. Where his next door neighbor is uh, Uyghur. I believe it's Uyghur. Is that what, uh, what they were? Indians? It's an Asian. Mm. And uh, there was a gang, and he say he no turned, more. Turned around. Grand Mandingo is a nigga with a big dick who fucks all the Asians in the community because their clits need wood. That's good. You know what I'm saying it was. It was good. It was well. You know what thought I'm out. saying it was well thought out. You no, know I'm saying yeah, man. No, I mean, why can't I just do my own? Yeah, man. Because that it's wasn't the enough. play. That wasn't the play. All right, coach drew up the play, nigga. All right. Uh. Okay, this is a playoff. The Hateful Eight. The Eight Full Gape, starring Girth Muscle. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Girth Muscle. The Eight Full Gape. I think, I'm, it, should, I'm, I'm, I think it should have just been the Hateful Gate. Gape. It didn't have to have the whole... Right. The Hateful Because I'm trying... What is the Eight Full? I know he's going Hateful, but what does Eight Full have to do with Gape? Eight full inches of gape? I don't know. Oh, that's that's probably eight, eight full gape. I like what you said. Hateful gape. It's just an angry asshole. Oh. <laughs> it's real hairy. <laughs> right. And if you put your dick in, you might not get it back. 
It makes really scary fart sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'm going to show you what that means. Dude, do not. No, I'm joking. No, I'm no, okay. Let's be honest, Aries. Yeah. We talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. We had barbecue out here yes. <laughs> in Louisville at, uh, come on, please don't do it. See how. It's, Just a bit outside. Cleveland, because you said it and my stomach went, you hear that? All right, your fault. Go what ahead. Is that ma- mama's? Mama's mustard and pickles something. I, I think it ends up with ass relief. It might not be. <laughs> but Aries, I felt it the whole, I felt it most of the day. I felt it most last night. Yeah, I did. All last night, I still felt it. In yeah. I didn't even eat, I didn't even eat last night. You know what happened? And here's what's great about doing an hour on stage. It's like a workout. The talking, the moving. So by the time I'm done with the second show, Dude, for a half hour, I was just walking for it. I was just walking going. Well, there was one time when you were selling merchandise and I'm next to you. And I farted. And I was like, I didn't know who it was. I thought it was oh, you. Dude. But I was like, who in the fuck dude, just ripped ass here? Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Yo. It was bad. Uh, uh, okay. Maybe. I don't get this at all. Dude, I was sweating on stage last night. Were you? The, first, the very first show. Because yeah. I was trying to work all that, you know. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was sweating. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully for me, all right, I thought Denzel right there. All right, thankfully for me, uh, uh, by the time I got done doing a couple walking laps and farting, yeah, it's ready for White Castle, baby. Yeah. I walked you back over there. Last you did. Night. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't. A- Aries, there, there's this great thing about Aries. And and you won't be able to tell because Aries keeps it very. There's deep. many great things about me. But this is this is really great. Keeps it very together, and then afterwards we're walking back and the and the where we're staying in Louisville, we're staying at the hotel is right next. The loft. Yeah, right next to the club. You just go around the corner and there's the club. If you took a shit on yourself, you'd have enough time before Andy's set is over to walk back and change your drawers. <laughs> you would. Right. So I. Uh, but uh, we were walking, and we we both were walking out at the same time. Uh, actually, we should tell that too. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, S- Steve Trevino. Trevino came to see Aries. They're, they're like, who? Who? He's a, he's a, okay. he's a famous comic. Some people might know who he yeah. is. And he he came over, and he he's a great guy. And so we all had some drinks together, and then uh, we decided to leave. And as we were leaving, I, Aries goes, "I feel good enough now." And I look good enough for what he goes, "Good enough to go get my White Castle." And I go, okay. So we started to walk over there. And the White Castle is right down the street from the hotel. Not even down, across the, the street. street. I go, do you want me to go? You want me to walk over there? Because I knew where he was in his in his realm of drinking. Yes. He looks like he's 100%. Like, okay, let's put it this way. If he was an athlete and he was playing in the game, Aries could play hurt. No one would know that he was hurt. I'll, I'll even double down on what you're saying. Uh, only... Alfred knows Batman's true identity. <laughs> so when I'm, and again, I never get, I'm about to puke fucked up. I, I black out. That's just not me. But I'm saucy enough to where I'm feeling good. But you would never know how good I'm feeling because I can, like Andy said, I, I, I hold my shit together. But Andy knows who Batman really is. <laughs> so he knows Master Wayne is a little on some bullshit. <laughs> so yeah. I go, do you want me to walk over there with you? And he goes, oh, that'd be great. And he didn't say it like that, but he said something Well, it was like that, that energy. Yeah, that energy. So I go over there with him, and here's where you can tell. I'm going to tell you where people, if, if you really want to know if Aries is fucked up, I'll give you the clue. 
He'll order his food. And then after he places his order, he'll go over the order again really carefully with the person. And then when the order comes up, he's going to stop everything. No matter how busy it is, no matter how long it goes, let me check my order. And he start, it, it doesn't make a difference if it's a drive through It doesn't make a difference if it's a walk-up. And he goes through very slowly and checks his order. And then no matter what, I don't care how much ketchup's in there. I don't care how much of any of these sauces. He's going to ask for more ketchup and more sauces. Which I won't even use them. No, but he needs to have them in the bag. In and, case. In case. And he puts that all in there. And then he gets he turns around with a big smile on his face and he walks out. That's the only way you know Aries is fucked up. And you know why I do that? Because <laughs> they fuck you in the drive-thru <laughs> and they fuck you because they know you're not going to come back. <laughs> okay, let me get to his last one. Um, <laughs> They just got all the oh, all that. Yeah, uh, I did it. Did you get rid again. of it? I fucking the, put a flick of my thumb. I, I didn't understand it anyway, and it was a Jackie Chan reference uh, to porn. So sorry, I flushed the toilet before I was ready. To. You can put you can put that in the next email you send. <gasps> oh. Add it to the others. Oh boy, the I first one was great. I didn't just eat my castle. I ate the whole building. I ate the castle. Uh, Juan Vicens. Uh oh, I see the title of it already. Wash towels. By the way, did you take them home? Yeah, of course right. I did. And, and, just, and I thought maybe you were going to be staying there because when you and you were going to let me use, I was going to give you the wash. I was going to give you a whole pack. Look, brand new wash glass, Aries. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I wouldn't have mind if you did that. But when I give you yours for your birthday, it's coming up. Yeah, September. Yeah, when twenty first. That's next week. Uh. Yeah, we're not on the we're on the road on the twenty second. Oh, so you'll be home if, on my birthday, and the next day we're on the road. Uh, make sure y'all wish Andy a happy Jew birthday. Uh, What's a Jew birthday? It's uh, you send gifts. <laughs> send me some gifts. Nah, it's a uh, yarmulke cake. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's a yarmulke uh, cake with the Hanukkah oh shit. Candles. Wait, wait, we're not in Kansas City next week. Where are we? You know, it's the following week that we're in Kansas City. They added a date. They added Tulsa. Bricktown. You know what, Bricktown? I'm sorry, man. I fucked you guys on the last episode because I didn't put you in there. We're going to be in Bricktown in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that oh fuck by you was premature. Yeah, I, premature oh fucked. We're going to be in Tulsa next week. Ah, I got to I got to I, I feel like the governor called. <laughs> ah, pardon you. <laughs> I got another week to live. Hey, yo, you're coming to Tulsa, you know? <laughs> I gave you a pardon, Andy. <laughs> uh, so we're we're in Tulsa, and then we're, the, we're there on the 22nd. So that's my birthday weekend. Come out and celebrate, Tulsa. Yeah, man, and I'm going to get you to Martha Stewart's, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? If there was a little picture of Martha Stewart on there, that would be even better. I'm going to get you Martha Stewart, nigga. <laughs> I'm going to have her wipe your ass with her towels. Uh, Why turn into the dude, Lex Luthor? Andy, spread those cheeks as I put these effervescent. Uh, I, I don't know food spices and smells. But it, right, it's but you fine know. Egyptian cotton. And it's fine Egyptian cotton <laughs> up your Jewish ass with a lavender finish. All right. Uh, Washed house. What's up, uh, Aries and Andy? I'm the one. Oh! 
I'm the one who gave Andy the Watchtowers in Bridgeport. Perfect. I figured it would get a laugh, especially beating you to the punch. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time and enjoy your podcast every week. On another note, I think Andy gets a bad rap on the way he overthinks. Well, before you do that, uh, did you see his last brain fart? <laughs> that's not overthinking. That's and the ability. That's the inability to think. Okay. Um, and it seems like he trips over his own theories and thoughts. By the way, my name is Juan, but everyone calls me Luigi since birth. And no. Oh, shit. Oh. Ow. Uh, I'm not Italian at all. Dude, if, if my chest was glass and you could see through it, it's like Build-A-Bear, but on the worst side of things. <laughs> I mean, it's just anarchy, nigga. Uh, um, That's one of my favorite, uh, by the way. Uh, I'm going to forget. I don't know what's wrong with names today at all. I have no fucking clue. But uh, we just did it. You you just did his. Still on. No, Martin Luther King. Oh. You just did on the last episode. You, he was impersonating. Sam Jackson. Yes. Sam, Mr. Glass. That, oh, that from, from uh, Unbreakable. Uh, that that's a great character. That's a great character. That if someone is the most breakable, he's a scary looking motherfucker in that with that Frederick Douglass cut. And when he's just on that, that, that way they filmed it. Who right? Who's the director of that? Uh, uh, M Night Seven Eleven. Oh, M Night Eleven. Ding dong. That M Night Customer Service. That is a really. I I, I like that character. I, I like that whole premise of of that. And it didn't get it, people didn't love that one. He's weird though. Some people you either they either like his shit or he's too funky for them. Like Jim Norton couldn't stand him. Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah, just thought like you you're weird. What the fuck? Uh, the Sixth Sense was amazing. Oh, that was yeah. That, that was, was his, his greatest movie, but that work. was his first movie. That movie he did with Mark Wahlberg with the trees. That was Yeah, that some of the just, dying. I jumped off roots. I just dying. I don't do. <laughs> I can't jump off Wahlberg. <laughs> Um, um, and no, I'm not Italian at all. I'm Puerto Rican, and I lived in Bridgeport for most of my life, just like your girl, A.B. I'm also in law enforcement with less than two years to retire. This is the second time I see you guys in Bridgeport. I know the crowd sucked, but you guys kicked ass. <laughs> On another note, I was also born in the early 70s, so the 80s rappers are my favorite. I've heard your top five rappers, but you never mentioned KRS and BDP. He's always been number one, in my opinion. Deuces, Luigi. I, I, I've brought up KRS a bunch of times. Right. So I just want to make sure I get credit for that. And I always said, dude, KRS-One, Rakim, uh, those guys to me were ahead of their time. Big, I'll even throw Big Daddy Kane in that. Uh, incidentally, uh, I'm not sure, Miss Deidre Ann Johnson sent it to me. There's a clip of Mike, of, uh, Mike Jai White on Vlad. And he's basically saying... Sam Jackson is a better actor than Denzel uh, because uh, Denzel couldn't play the role Sam played. A lot of the comments were, of course, well, both brothers are great and we're lucky to have both of them. But Mike Jai, you bugging, nigga. And I second that because I'm going, okay, so Sam Jackson, from what I can remember, he goes, "Could, could Denzel have played the junkie that Sam Jackson was? in uh, Jungle Fever. And I go, well, before we talk about who could play what, Denzel has played a paraplegic in Bones. He's played an alcoholic in Flight. 
and an alcoholic and a junkie to me ain't that far apart in terms of, you know, motherfuckers being fucked up. Uh, he's done, he's played a crooked cop training day, an autobiographical drug pin and Frank Lucas, a civil rights leader and Malcolm X, and he's done Shakespeare and Macbeth. Mike, Jai, my nigga, and I know Mike. Call him Uncle Mike. Nah, nah, son. Nah. I think Denzel could do any role that Sam has done. And I don't know if I want to say, can Sam do what Denzel has done? But Shakespeare and Macbeth. I would say it differently than that. I don't want to see Denzel doing the roles that that Sam has knocked out of the park. And I don't want to see... You don't want to see Denzel play uh, the nigga from Django? No. No? I really don't. I think Sam killed it. I don't, he did. I, I, so I don't need to see that. You I, don't need to see Denzel play the role from A Time to Kill? I think he killed... I think Samuel, I think he would kill that, Denzel. I, I think he would, but I, I love the way that Samuel L... I want to even, I'm going to do the full name because I love the... the respect on Samuel that. Samuel L. Jackson played that part. Was per, When he looks at him and goes, I don't want you... You you, you know the scene better than I don't. Right. I, I don't want you to... How, how does he say when I need I needed you because you are white? How right. what's that I, I need you to be you think like them. Them. That's right. It. That scene. That's how you save my ass. You're one of them. You're the enemy. You're on the bench. Dude, that that made me go. You, you feel that. You know what? Maybe Denzel hits it the same hits the notes the right way. But I I I got bumps, goosebumps when I heard Samuel L. Jackson do that. So why do I why do I want to see it that way? You know what's hard? Is Sam Jackson, and in that scene, and in that character, Sam can pull off raggedy and dirt. I don't want to say dirty, but poor and disheveled. Because again, and I'm I'm being funny, but I'm not. It's creature. Denzel is handsome and smooth and clean in everything he does. Even in Glory, playing a, a an ex-slave, now civil, now a uh, soldier, he's look clean, looks smooth. Seeing Denzel as Sam Jackson and in a hot, steamy Mississippi... What, what did it take place? Mississippi? I think so. Yeah, Mississippi jail with all that sweat and the need of a haircut to just see Denzel dirty like that. We don't see that. So I think that's where he's drawing that from. But as far as the acting chops, like I said, man, Macbeth, Shakespeare, you know how hard it is to do that? Well, Samuel Jackson also has an advantage like when he brought up the junkie part. Samuel Jackson talks about going to treatment because he was addicted to drugs. Right. So he had he has that advantage. So some of those parts are, you know, maybe give some credit to the people who cast. Right. They cast the right people for the right roles. And I'm not saying one can do the other. I'm, I'm but you sure gotta, you got to realize that at that level, it's not casting. No. Those parts are offered. Yeah. Okay. They're offered, but there ain't nobody auditioning. But when you go grab someone and you say you write that part, you go, I see this person's face in this. When the writer's saying, I see this person, I mean that that goes a long way. They write because of that person's voice. Sometimes, or they go, here's who we want, and if we can't get this A-list actor, we'll damn sure be happy taking that one. Right. But I I, I think that what parts they killed. I'm, I'm there's parts that they could have in, intermingled. And I think they, right. each of them would have done just as well. But when there's certain parts that when they capture it, I'm happy that they had those roles. And I think they both have been fortunate, fortunate, uh, not, not just, and because this is Hollywood that we're talking about, it's not just always about being good enough. It's about being 
uh, you're off at the right time where the movie's getting made, right. everything falls into place. We were fortunate enough that they were able to pull, get those roles and, and kill it on stage. And we got to see those characters in the stage. It's hard to say someone is better when you can honestly say, I think someone did better in this role than the other one was. This might, you might say this guy's a more, a better actor, but this guy killed this role and I don't see the other actor killing it. I can't see Sam Jackson and uh book of Eli. Maybe. Cause I'm in my mind. I'm hearing motherfucker. I'm hearing Sam Jackson, but Jim, he doesn't have to do that. No, he doesn't. But when you are so constantly, it's the word inundated, inundated, whatever it is. When in, that's inundated, yeah. When you when you constantly know that, yeah, it's hard to separate. Well, it's like it, it's like uh, Al Pacino's yell. Ooh, uh, yeah, you know you're gonna hear some kind of yell right, throughout right. the whole thing. He doesn't have to do that. It just became part of who he. His Show character. me what you got. Show me what you got. All right. All right. I'm in the dark here. Huh? All right. I'm in the dark. What life? I got no life. Hmm? Tony, for the show. Hey, y'all, back again, and thanks so much for reading my emails. I'm wishing y'all the best in life. Hey, can you please try and get Al Sadiq on the show? He's OBE. I don't know what OBE is. He's OBE, my new favorite comedians, my new favorite comedians. I told you my top five are Aries, DL, Cedric, Eddie Griffin, and Chappelle. But this guy's stand-up special loss. This man literally had me, had my in tears. Uh, I'll make a deal with you. Uh, <laughs> Anywhere you go. <laughs> I'll get Raphael Sadiq on if you get on some other letters and words to help make this a smoother read. $10, a lot of you. Uh, Dude, he's a beast. Is he? I've never really watched him. He is... I've, I've been on him a long time on his comedy, and he is, mm. yeah, it's good. Uh, tears of laughter and genuine tears of losing a loved one, losing a loved. And, you know, Tony, this is so short. This, this email is so short. Uh, let me back up. Genuine tears of losing a loved one when he talked about his sister's passing. Oh, well, you made the mistake before that. If you guys are not on him, please watch. Thanks. Uh, yeah. And he, everything is based, you know, he talks about it real life. He has a lot of experiences and he brings comedy to this, to the experiences. He's really good. Uh, even though, again, I've never really seen him from the clips that I've always seen when it's like, we're at a comedy club and they're saying, they're saying coming soon. Am I wrong in saying a little reminiscent of Franklin Ajay? No, I I think you need to see more because he, he his he is his own, right? Okay, but I think you need to see more. Those clips are just you know to get you, right? An, you know an appetite for it, right? Uh, Henry Perez, Pancho Z M J response. Hey A and A, my name is. If if you're going where I think you're going, I like you already. Henry. <laughs> Uh, hey, ANA, uh, my name is Henry. I'm a longtime listener and multiple-time emailer. First, I want to say great job on the podcast. I really enjoyed all the content you guys have been putting out. Now, Aries, I think you need to suspend Pancho Z's theme song and find him a $10 a lot of money for his very dumb take on MJ. Like when he mentioned the whole Republican thing. So what MJ was supposed to come out and say, hey, Republicans and white people, don't buy my shoes. 
because I only want my black brothers to buy them. How is that going to help his business? Besides, when he, you're in the business of making money, you don't see Republican, Democrat, black or white. You only see green. And with that green, MJ was able to build his empire and he was he has been able to help the black community with that wealth. Just because he doesn't seek attention when he does something for his community doesn't mean he isn't doing it. Like, for example, LeBron, who wants a fucking statue built for him every time he supposedly builds a new school or when he takes a huge shit. LOL. <laughs> MJ does his thing quietly without having to seek any validation. And that is what a true goat does. So please, Pacho, stop taking bits from a salty Scotty Pippen who was clearly deflecting anger towards MJ because he's angry at himself for making his wife, ex-wife a hoe into a housewife, LOL. Anyway, guys, uh, sorry for my long-ass email. Stay safe and blessed. P.S. What do you guys think of Trump's mugshot and his rise in popularity amongst the black community? But before we hand that section over to Andy. <laughs> um, attaboy. I don't have to say nothing. You said it, Pancho. But I will add this, and I've said this, and Andy's alluded to this. You guys got to stop thinking that just because it's not seen or you, does it make noise, it's not being done. Michael Jordan has done things for the black community. And number one, t- number two, technically, he ain't got to do a goddamn thing if he don't want to. But he has. But again... But uh, some of us, there's never enough. Now, let me get off that because I remember I read in the YouTube section, Brandon said, uh, yo, this, this infatuation that I have for MJ is sickening. And it's, it's, it's scary how much I'm on this man's nuts. Listen, man, I idolize greatness. Ali, Jordan, Pryor, Murphy, I idolize greatness. All right? But the only way you know I'm on his dick is because you're on my dick. You understand? When I take a pee, you be sitting on the tip of my dick, pissing too. All right. Um, Cocksucker. What, what, what was it? Trump and the... Uh, the mugshot. And why are blacks... Why is his rise in popularity amongst the black community? Okay, I, I love a little bit about this right now that's going on. I, and I... Okay. Here, let, 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 I'm going to get into this just a little bit. I'm going to... Oh, boy. Try to, keep it, try to keep me down to a certain amount of time. Okay. Uh, Let's say five minutes. Okay, I, I'm going to try to do it in less. First of all, what we have to understand, and this is very important. Uh, you, I hear everybody talk about Republicans and uh, the conservative side. And that was, uh, for a long time, that was the side that ran the country. It really was. It was the side that ran the country, uh, the Reagan years, everything that happened. It was a conservative time. It was Republican time. Uh, it was money-making time. It was all this that happened. And rightfully so, the media was harsh and critiqued that side because they were the people in charge. You always, the, the, there's a responsibility to critique that side that's in charge, that's running things, it's making decisions for the whole country, even though it's, it's affected, it, virtually it's only half the country that is in charge. Well, we're in a different position. And this is why it's funny that we're not actually realizing this. The liberal side is running the country now. The way that we do, uh, the way that we're dealing with things, the way that what is right is the most important thing. Emotionally, what is right, and we have to be a certain way, and this is the side that is showing the strength. It may not be the largest amount of people, but it's where the strength of, uh, of what is happening, and it's what the media actually is on the side of. And that's not the media's job. The media's job is to correct, is to critique the people that are exercising power. 
and they're not doing it. And that's why you see a rise of Trump again is because, one, this side, that liberal side, couldn't stop talking about him. He's been out of office, and all they did for all this time is talk about him. They made him such a priority. All these uh, different areas went after him in lawsuits. If they would have just let him go away which and not given him the press, he would have disappeared. There's enough people that actually don't like him on the conservative side that realize that he was so harsh that he caused a lot of the problems that he had, um, that they would have just walked away from him and they would have found other, there would have been other people that would have been brought up. But when you alienated people and you went after this guy that they looked to and they felt that he was, he was unjustly accused of things, as we find out, as, as, as it's coming out more and more, even with some of the things that happened to him while he was in office, uh, and, and, and these same things are going against Biden now, and we're seeing it happening, but they're not being, but it's not advertised the same way. All the way to what you said about his shirt, people have used mugshots on T-shirts forever, but this motherfucker is the first person that's being accused of whether he should be a lawsuit and who legally owns the uh, the rights to the mugshot. And his mugshots look like he actually did something. But the, but the, but the thing is, what difference is everybody else has used mugshots and no one has ever questioned it. Now we're questioning it. You guys have made the, the and I'm going to say this, you guys. And when I'm saying you guys, you ultra liberal people that find fault with everything he for everything. If he smells something, whatever he smelt is bad. You made him popular. You you brought him to this rise of power. So it's our fault. No, no, it's not. No, no, I mean the media's fault. I, I'm, it, it's the media's fault for giving him all this publicity and keeping him up. And what they do is when something comes out about him, the opposite effect happens. Yeah, they're like, he's done this. And so then they, you bring that whole other side comes out for him. And you brought them. You brought him and you brought them out. I, I just hope, because, uh, you know, I think all the indications point towards he may win it again so i just hope he names his campaign the empire strikes back i it would be funny if he did man because i'm telling you because <laughs> i think he's gonna win if he's running against biden he's gonna win and i'll and i'll tell you this uh only because as a comic and as a person who loves entertainment a little bit of chaos is almost fun and i i just you know it was chaotic but it was entertaining well i just would like that person i forgot who it was when i said uh I forgot which paper got rid of their uh, uh, the, the accountable person who tells you know whether the president uh, holds them accountable, truth or lie about what they said, and they got rid of him. And then someone I said, "Why did they do that?" Someone said, "Well, they don't need him for it." Biden's proved to Biden is a career politician. He's lied his whole career. They all lie. I don't understand how people don't understand that if you're a career politician, if you're there for your first term maybe two terms. I'll even give you three terms. Maybe your lies are minimal. But if you've been doing it for your career, you lied. You've done things to get by. You have to. That's how the system is wrongly built. And until we get rid, until we get uh, term limits, until we get the money out of politics, until we get rid of a ton of things that we know we need to get rid of, 
including Biden and all these changes he was going to make that Trump put in. He's done. He's reversed two of Trump's I two two major parts of Trump's uh, uh, laws that he put in. The, he could take him out if he wanted to. He hasn't because it's the same fucking thing. You guys are just dumb enough to believe it. So now, real quick, speak to the uh, the rise and in, in, in with black popularity. Oh, and black popular because I think people realize that they were in. Some people realize that they were in a better position before uh, Biden got into office, and Biden hasn't helped us, and Trump isn't going to help you either. He's uh, the only thing that I like about Trump, and I'll and I've said and I've said this, and I don't know people think that I support Trump. I don't. I don't want him to win. I would like them to have someone else win. I hope hopefully there's someone else that comes along and can win and will do a better job at steering this country in the right way. Uh, but Biden is not the one and neither is Trump. They're both old. And I don't mean old as in like, they're no good because they're old. I'm saying that they're old and their ideas are older. We need new ideas. Uh, I know that sometimes people say the experience makes a difference. Trump didn't have the experience. Biden has the experience that doesn't help us. Uh, but times have changed from those generations. This is, this is multi-generations that we have 78, 76 or 78 year old people in office now. And there's a whole, there's three generations that are four generations now that are eligible to run for office for a president. And we don't, we've never had them because these guys are holding on to power because there's so many of them and they're holding on to that power and we could do better and we need to do better. None of these guys are None of these guys are better. If you want to fight which one's better between Trump or Biden, you can have that fight if you want to. I would say that there's someone better out there than Trump or Biden, and we're not seeing them. That's what I would say. If I become president again, I will deal with the lawlessness of all the darkies and the blacks stealing from the stores and running rampant out into the wilderness and the wild. I will put an end to all the lawlessness. What, what what you just said, and what's kind of funny, the lawlessness, the, the, the problems that we're having where companies now are leaving cities. What would be wrong with the idea of the lawlessness, fixing the lawlessness? Hey, I'm for it, goddammit. Okay. so I, If he did that, I'm for it. I'm for that, and, I, and, I, and I, I, like I said, I applaud him on the, you know, I'll make it illegal for transgenders to compete in women's sports. I, I support that. Well, there's some basic things that he's, but... That he's for the other people are, are I don't acting like, it's, like this nigga, man. But people are realizing that some, you know, because the the <sighs> things about Trump that people liked and what you're saying, the rise in the black community, I would call some of them common fucking sense. And we're just taking a stretch on these other things. We're watching cities like San Francisco, which I think was a great city. It was a fantastic city, but it's not working. There's reasons why it's not working. I live in Hoboken and I'm looking at New York and, and happy that I'm not living there because it's certain things are not working right now. You have to have there. There, there is a emotional doing things based on emotion is not how we're going to get anywhere because emotions have many sides and we can't do it that way. Listen, we're not going to get anywhere just fighting amongst each other either. We got to find some common ground, but neither of these two are the common ground. we got one that you guys could say is a billionaire and yes, he's a billionaire and yes, he doesn't know how other people work. And then you've got another person who's made a career off of your tax dollars, living in living for free off tax dollars. 
You tell me he knows what you're going through and he's a better person. I, at some points, maybe he is a better person. But is he a better is he better than you? Nah, nah. We need some we need better people. We have better people in this country. And RFK can't even get on a debate. And they won't debate him because he has better answers. And because he's more in the middle. He's not on, he's not on either end. He's in the middle because he knows really what this country can do. His family uh, is proof of what this country can do to someone when they decide they don't want him there, when they don't want them to have power. So you guys figure it out on your own. Here we go. Jordan Lamar. Doesn't that sound a little bit like the black community, though? What? When certain elements of the country realize that they don't want you to have the power that you can get, maybe that's part of the reason why it's the rise in the black community. Because the black, black folks in this country have seen what happens when they rise to power and how it affects certain elements in this country when they rise to power. I hear you digging hard off the subject. Yeah, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Jordan Lamar, the Jew and the Jerk. Uh, what's up, Aries and Andy? Love the podcast. I'm on episode 90, White Privilege with the great Kyla Lacey. I'm way behind, so I don't know how long it's going to be before I hear your response. If you do, but I'm definitely going to catch up. What I'm messaging you for is your feelings on the word nigga and how white people should never use it. I'm black, mixed, of course, but I wear my blackness loud and proud. My friend group is mixed of all races. Uh, real niggas, black men, white niggas, Latinos, and Mexicans. And we all call each other, you guessed it, nigga. It's, it's never out of disrespect. And how I always perceive it was my friend slash brother uh, were from the Bay Area, California, and from those same walk of life and streets. I heard what you said about shame on me, and I'm like, damn, I didn't really think about it that deep. I don't, I don't feel a negative way about my white niggas saying that. They are my brothers, and ain't nobody going to touch them without me getting in the way. I love them niggas. No homo. Scale back on some of that love, man. <laughs> God damn. However, they don't use that word to niggas they don't know out of respect. I don't know. I guess you and others who think that way have no respect for somebody like me. And that hurt. And that hurts. Not going to lie. You're a legend and I have the utmost respect for you. And I'm a huge fan. And I hate to think that you wouldn't fuck with me and my niggas like that. I still support and regardless, don't really know why I decided to message you, but I guess I'm asking you if I'm not wrong or how wrong I am in the way of thinking. Sorry to bring up shit from four years ago. Yeah, but that shit, a lot of it's still relevant today, so it's not really old. If this isn't you guys' subject matter anymore, excited to see how this podcast evolves. In your podcast timeline that I'm in, we haven't even got to COVID yet, LMAO. Can't wait to hear when it pops off. I love how much of Marvel movie nerd you are. And I'm excited to hear your views on it now. I bet you might be a little disappointed in it like me and most of the fandom. Love how passionate you get about civil matters. And I'm always interested in Andy's take on the subjects. Don't know if you've been, if you, if it's been said yet or if you not, oh God, if you noticed naturally, but I'd like for Andy to get his point across before you jump all over him. Yeah, I, I've learned to uh, not be so aggressively pepping the pew on him no more. Uh, I let him speak, but every now and then he says things that make me want to claw his glasses off. Uh, I don't know if you get his point. Still very entertaining. Uh, love the passion you bring and usually side with you, but it's like 
But I'd like to fully understand what he's saying, so I hope you reel in your passion a little longer before you let it explode all over him. That sounds very pornographic. Uh, oh, and then you put pause. Andy, I understand your points and what you're trying to say at times. Words and facts matter. <clears throat> Stand your ground, nigga. It actually just came to me how Aries wants you to say the word nigga in the comedic sense, and at times for no reason at all, it seems. No, no, no. That's never the case. It's always been within the context of comedy. Um, explanation, Aries. Anyway, I always... Anyway, I hope you get a movie or a TV show, Aries. You deserve that shit, man. It's a complete joke how the business don't fuck with you. Fuck all those white boys. Podcast too, nigga. I don't fuck with none of them. Big shout out to Vlad. Again, a big fan of both of you in the podcast. Both these. Love and respect. Peace. I, listen, man, I can't tell you how to do with you and your compadres. Uh, but my skin doesn't seem to stay still for me to allow a white person to call me a nigger. I just, I, I, my skin gets to James Brown dancing. It crawls. <laughs> I just, I, I, I can't. I've seen too much. <clears throat> I've read too much. You know, when you read the autobiography of Malcolm X, when you see PBS's eyes on the prize, still I rise. James Baldwin's I'm not your Negro. Uh, you've seen the Butler. You've seen Selma. You've seen 12 Years Slave. You've watched Roots. Uh, and you know about buck breaking and, and the history of slavery and lynchings. Nah, man, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't. Uh, black people, culturally, we say it to each other in an endearing sense. Uh, we know where it comes from. We've turned our pain and our lemons and made lemonade. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but nah, man, I, I just, I can't do that. I, I, and, and, and if that's what you do, mazel tov, but I, I don't know how you, comfortably can allow a white person to call you a nigger. I don't care how great the friendship is. No. Well, you know, not, not, I'm not even going to, I don't even want to really comment on any of this because you have him backwards listening to this thing from the very beginning to the end. And he's not even going to hear this response for who knows how much longer. So it's, it's, it's pointless to even have this conversation. No, it's, right it's, now. it's not because when he gets to that part of the chapter, it'll be there. Fantastic. It, it won't even be meaningful anymore, but here's it's the thing. Always meaningful. Here's the thing that I would say to you that why, you know, what's the difference that you have, how he feels, he, what he feels, he, how he handles his business and you just gave the point of how you feel about your business and why, you know, you're not judging him, but you're like, I couldn't do that. But then there's other black men that are like a totally against that word, period. And black men shouldn't say it to each other, use it in public. It opens the door for more white people to be uh, what to try to <laughs> to use or to, to take over some ownership of this word. They want that word to completely drop. So you you're in the middle. Yeah, I know you think that you're progressive in the way that you're saying, nah, he shouldn't have, that you can't get behind it because of that. And you've seen all these movies and you're educated and you put yourself, but there's educated brothers that would tell you that you're going about it the wrong way yourself. Listen, one of my guys is uh, Willie D from the Ghetto Boys. Hey, I remember one time I did his podcast, I said, nigga, he was like, hey, please don't call me king. Don't call me nigga, call me king. I don't like when black men call each other niggas. And out of respect for him, I don't do it. But you know, at the end of the day, nobody can tell you how to respond to what you want to respond to or how to feel about what you feel about something. So, I, you know, I, he's a grown man. He's going to do whatever he is comfortable for him. I'm just speaking for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
No. But could you give the word up completely? I don't feel I have to. But could you? I don't feel I should. It's my word. Okay. I mean, it's my word. And and I'll never buy into, well, because we say it, it opens the door. Nah, miss me with that horse shit. Okay, let me ask you this, though. When you found out that Martin Luther King actually used that word, you weren't shocked and taken back by it a little bit? Not at all. Because okay. that's what black people okay. do. I thought you were taken back by it. No, okay. I was taken aback from it because image-wise, that's not what we knew him as. Okay. That's why I said when I was doing that one joke, to be in Atlanta and see him in a picture with a cigarette in his hand. We, when have you ever seen that? So just, you know, it, again, that's why I was taken aback by Jordan in The Last Dance. Everything prior to Last Dance was, sometimes I dream this wholesome image. When with Michael is that, but he's also, bitch, hoe, buckethead motherfucker. He's a nigga. But at the same time, you don't, you, you recognize imagery is important because that's that's the the image of Martin Luther King actually surprised you. Yeah. So you don't think that image is important that you that that losing that word could be important? No, because I don't think whether you lose it or keep it, that's the ultimate fight. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't define the ultimate battle, whether or not Martin Luther King said nigga. The ultimate battle was for white folks to give us equality. So what he does behind closed doors. Pussy on the side, smoking cigarettes, saying nigga. That has that that's that's meaningless in the battle for what he was fighting for. That's his personal time. And his personal time, if he wants to fuck a side bitch, uh, as immoral as it may be, okay, ain't nobody, ain't nobody suffering behind him fucking a side bitch. But we suffering not being able to vote. We suffering being shot with water hoses and dogs sicked on us being beaten by the police. Ain't nobody suffering because he says nigga and smokes the cool. I'm not, I'm not, I, you know, I, I think you know my personal position. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm just, I want to make sure that it gets said because I know that was going to be something else that was going to be said. In yeah. this. I think the, 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 the thing that I like the best, and I forgot which guy said it, which, which, uh, I forgot what he said, who said it, but I, I like that he said that uh, white people not being able to use the word is one of the is one of the greatest equalizers. He didn't say it this way, but I'll say it this way: is one of the greatest equalizers because it allows white people a small glimpse into the reality of black people when there is something that anybody else can do, but they can't do it. And black people in this country had a a, a, a lineage of people that couldn't do what white people were doing, and this is one small thing that white people can't do that black people can do. Freddie, pass me that lighter. I feel like smoking my cool. Coretta, bring me some more chitlins and another beer. Boy, them niggas crazy. Did you hear what the motherfucker said? This <laughs> behind closed doors. Dr. King is a nigga. Hey, everybody, get your cards. Let's play some speeds and roll some dice. Nigga, you crazy. You won the last game, but when you didn't pay, you made me flip the goddamn table over. Coretta! Bring me some more chicken. Don't get this nigga nothing else. Look at this silly bitch. If you didn't have someone, an influence in your life, right. like Richard Pryor, who took that word and made it, basically, I'm not going to say he's the architect for the word, because we know he's not, but the architect for the way the word is used today. Here's a perfect example when you just said Richard Pryor. He was trying to be Cosby. Imagine if he stayed doing that and not who he really wanted to be. We wouldn't have the greatest comedian of all time. 
Yeah, I'm not. So that word belonged to us, and he made it poetry. I'm not seeing, and, and I've never disagreed with it. And people have commented on that I, I take a stance, but then uh, I laugh at it when you say it. And yeah, right, I do laugh at it when Ari says it because when Ari says it, it's funny because he intended it to be funny. I'm not saying it with, with the intent to not be funny. <sighs> Ali D. Equalizer 3, no spoilers. Hey, A&A, you guys got to check this movie out. If you haven't already, I think it might be the best one out of the three. I agree. In my opinion, Denzel makes John Wick look like a bitch. And I know that might sound extreme, but Denzel's characters in this was so intense. And the movie was so much more realistic, but also still badass. Any, anyways, that's all I have to add. Bye, Felicia. I wish that that would have been the first one that we read on this podcast today because then I would have had John Wick. I would have known what I was talking about. Right. We wouldn't have taken that detour. That <laughs> I felt like I was, you know what I felt like? I felt like I was in, uh, what are those uh, those circles? It's not a four-way stop, but it's those circles you go through that everybody has to stop kind of. Cold sack? No, no. You know what I'm talking about when you're driving and it, 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 it's a four-way stop, but it's a circle. Circle, right. Yeah. I don't know. What That's is. what my brain feels like oh, when it gets really? stuck in those. And I can't get out of it. I just keep going around in right. the circle. <laughs> get the fuck out of right. it. But, uh, man, I, I, I agree. I don't know if it's the best because don't, you don't get to that without the first. And this one needed everything from the first episode to tie in to why we have right. uh, everyone in this episode, in, in this, in part three. Right. But... It's as good as the first. Yeah. So I, I liked it, man. And I and I really like how they did it. And I get, again, someone wanting a John Wick kind of movie. But this isn't what you're going to get from uh, right. the people that put Equalizer together. It's a different kind of movie. So anyway, uh, where, where, where are we at? Uh, I think we got one more. Go ahead. Uh, Derek Thomas, The Rabbit Hole. Hey, hey, A&A, my name is Derek. Just writing this email to let you know how much I enjoy the podcast. I started from episode one. Also, uh, fall, uh, I also fall into the YouTube rabbit hole from time to time. I love the impressions and the facial expressions that come along with them. You and Andy make a great team. You're like a dynamic duo of the podcast game. Whoever thought that uh, chitlins and matzo balls would mix, LOL. Anyway, keep up the good work on every movie title I see. I'm trying to come up with porn titles for it. You guys are sick in the head for this, and you need help, LOL. Okay, let's get to a porn name. Movie 28 Days started, starring, starting, starring, Sandra Bullock. Porn name, uh, 28 Shaved, starring Sandra Bullock. Mm. It's, 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 you know, it's on the right track. Hopefully no $10, a lot of money. Peace out, Derek. I think you did get one, Derek. Sandra Bullock. If you say it fast enough. Sandra Bullock isn't bad. But yeah. Shaved. But 28 shades. Yeah. 28 days, 28 shaved. Yeah, it's in there, but it's. It's not really in there. Yeah. It's just a bit outside. outside. All right. Want to give out some dates? Yeah, man. Uh, hey, <laughs> we're going to be in Tulsa this week. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to this and we're in Tulsa. Uh, sorry, I didn't say that. Tulsa, I apologize to you guys. Come out and support Tulsa. Uh we really uh, yeah i'm ex i'm excited by that uh but then uh the governor has not called and i'll be in kansas city september 29th through the 30th let me get back to uh tulsa though we're out there because i don't know the exact dates let me get the date the dates for tulsa so we have them uh is, Brian, it, is, is that tulsa oklahoma yeah tulsa king 
Yeah. We're out there the uh, September 22nd through the 24th. We're in Tulsa. Okay, guys? Come on out. Support that. It's a good room. Uh, it's newer, and uh, we, we got to keep building that comedy culture out there. Uh, I think it's going to be a great one. Uh, September 29th through the 30th, we're in Kansas City. Uh, come on and check us out. Uh, I, it has potential. Uh, <laughs> October 8th through the 7th, we're going to be at Hartford Funny Bone. Uh, that's in Hartford, uh, obviously in Connecticut. It's actually in Manchester, not in Hartford, but it's in that area. October 13th to the 15th, we're going to be at the Orlando Improv. October 20, uh, October 19th to the 22nd, we're going to be at the Chicago Improv in Schaumburg, but it's in the Chicago area, 19th to the 22nd. October 26th to the 29th, we're at the Milwaukee Improv. Uh, November 3rd through the 5th, we're going to be at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. November 10th, through the 12th, we're at the Improv in Tampa, Florida. November 16th to the 19th, we're going to be at the Improv in Ontario, California. Really looking forward to coming back out there. Guys, please come out and support, man. The crowds have been so great. It's such a great old-styled room that they don't make anymore. Please continue to come out if you live in that area. Support that club. There's not going to be anything like that if you guys don't continue to support it because that is that's one of the – that's a good one, man. November 24th to the 26th, we're going to be at the San Jose Improv. Also a great room, old theater style room. Uh, architecturally, it's a beautiful space. Uh, we'll see you in San Jose. December uh, 1st to the 3rd, we're going to be at Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Comedy Club. December 7th to the 10th, we're at Magoobies in the Baltimore area. December 15th to the 17th at Summit in Fort Wayne, Indiana. December 21st through the 23rd, we're going to be at the Bricktown Comedy Club in OKC. And December 28th through the 30th, back in Washington, D.C. at the Improv. I think that'd be it. Yeah, you sure? Uh, this feels pretty show. That's a show. That's a goddamn show. Nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody starved on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? to get ripped off by guys like that. You come with me, I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome! Enjoy! <laughs>